0: Welcome to the business of being well. If you're a hands-on practitioner who wants to grow a profitable business without working your life away, you're in the right place. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. Okay, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the business of being well podcast. I'm here today with Dr. Madeline Turner. She's a chiropractor and she also has an online business. So I'm super excited for her to get to share her story and her journey with you today. So Dr. Madeline, why don't you go ahead and
1: introduce introduce yourself and
0: share more about who you are?
1: Well, hello. I'm excited to be here and chatting with you today. Yeah, I'm Dr. Madeline Turner. So I am a chiropractor. I've been practicing for almost five years now, and I practice in sunny St. Petersburg, Florida with my identical twin. So it's a lot of fun. We have a practice together. It's family wellness. Um, so we see all ages, but our jam and practice is pregnant and postpartum moms. Like we're really good with that population. And we love seeing that population. Um, so we've been together for in practice for a couple of years now. We haven't always practiced together and she's been practicing much longer than I have. So she went to school first, but within that, like I, at some point decided, you know, I didn't necessarily want to practice full time all the time for the rest of my life. Like I wanted another option. So that it's when I like kind of explored different options and it was creating an online business and running with that. So I also have an online business where I coach women on their menstrual cycle. So they can actually understand what their menstrual cycle is each phase of it and how they can get rid of and heal, help heal their period related problems without the use of drugs and medication.
0: Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell me more about why you knew or how you knew you didn't want to practice full time. I think there's a lot of stigma around this, honestly. And I'm just like, it's unnecessary for us to feel this way because especially in chiropractic, but it's across the board and just about any of our like-minded professions. Like acupuncture is totally a thing that high volume practices are like considered to be the benchmark of success. And not everybody is designed for that.
1: Right. Yeah. And they're not right. And I graduated. And when I graduated school, I had all the opportunity to really go anywhere that I wanted to. So I like manifested this job and I took a job in St. Thomas. I was like, well, I love the beach. I don't have kids. I'm not dating anybody. Like I literally can go anywhere. And there was a job in St. Thomas I applied for and I got, and I went to St. Thomas. And basically when I had interviewed for the job, And the doctor that was running that practice there, which it's parent like practice was all the way in like Illinois, which is where I did like my preceptor internship before they fully hired me. But the doc I interviewed with was not the same doc that when I stepped foot in that practice, after I graduated, who was there. It was a completely different doctor. So I get there and mind you like it's like a US Virgin Island, but it's still like it takes you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Like it's still island life. It's still different. Yeah. Coming from Florida, but not the same other than like the heat. And it just, it was not a good work environment. Like the doctor running it was really condescending and he was really mean to me. And like I remember calling, it was his brother who owned all of the practices. And was, and that's who I like interned with. And I was like, look, like, I feel like we can't communicate. Like, I want this job. Like, I want to be, figure out how to communicate and how to do grow into this practice. And the the doctor who was running the practice at St. Thomas, like took me out to lunch and essentially said, like, it's not going to happen. Like, we're not ever going to communicate. I don't really care. And I was just like, why shit? I can't, so I don't know if you can let people cuss on here. I was like, (laughs) well, I can't really stay here. Like, And of course there's non-compete. And then, you know, depending on like, who's listening, like you can hear so many sides, like non-competes hold up or they don't hold up. But what I knew is I was living on a a small Island and there was more than one chiropractic office on there. And maybe my non-compete wouldn't hold up. But to me, I was like, what, why would I stay here and try to get a job at another one? Like, I'm just going to move on. So I had moved on and moved to St. Pete because my sister was practicing here. And I started at a practice like probably like 45 minutes from where I lived and I just didn't fit in really well the practice is awesome and the doctor's awesome like they gave me good training they were super religious and I'm just not particularly very religious like spiritual but like there was the difference there and it would show up like I mean their patients were driven in because they met them at church and all these things so it would show up all the time in practice and like we would have to sit down and like we would have like a book we'd have to read which was in relation to the bible and we'd have to talk about it and I was like well I don't really resonate with this or feel comfortable with this. So I thought at some point, you know, I was like, well, this isn't the practice for me either. Like I don't fit in here, you know, and they were, it was trying to like, I felt like trying to mold you into the doctor that was running it. Mm -hmm. So then I move on to a different practice. This is all like almost within my first year of practice, by the way. So I'm just like, gosh, I'm just like, not, not getting there. And I don't feel comfortable in practice. Nobody's really spending time with me. I don't feel confident in what I'm doing. Um, so then I end up at another practice where my sister was also practicing and I helped open up their second location. And, um, there's like some other stuff, like, it's actually like my sister's like sister-in-law now who runs the other practice. So it was a little like murky at some points because it was kind of like family, but I'm like, not really her family, but my, anyhow, it's a little murky, but again, like I just was at this practice and I just wasn't allowed to be me. Like I, how I wanted to show up and be comfortable wasn't allowed. And like you would go in and you literally didn't know were you going to do well that day? Were you going to get yelled at that day? Who did you not hit the mark that day? What did you do wrong? Like it was, you did not know how the running doctor who ran these practices, what the, her mood was going to be. And it wasn't just us. Like it was the staff involved. It was high turnover for the other staff in the mm-hmm. office. And this just craziness happened And I won't like fully go into by any means, but like this craziness happened with like my sister uh, and the other woman. And I was just like. I refuse to keep showing up to a practice that treats people like this. Like in my view, there was no integrity in how the staff was being treated or how the other doctors were being treated. Who wants to show up to work every day and not know if they're going to get yelled at, if they're going to get praised, if they're going to be left alone, like it was, it's so too emotional. Yeah. And again, like I still wasn't able to like really practice and see the patients and the way that I wanted to. And that resonated with me because it didn't fit their practice model. And I was just so miserable practicing. And I went through, I literally just got how much in debt and spent how many years in school? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm not going to practice? What? And I love chiropractic. I love the art of chiropractic. I love what it gives people. I believe in it 100%. Like, I think every single person in the world needs chiropractic. Like, it, so it was really hard for me to be like, maybe I'm just not meant to practice. And maybe I'm going to step away from all of this. And at that point, like I was just so miserable and so tired of it. That's what I decided to do. Like I found, I was like looking everywhere for options. And I found like a mentor who mentored on online businesses and I bought into his program. I was like, okay. And I literally gave my notice at that practice, not knowing how in the hell I was going to pay my bills. (laughs) I was like, I don't, I don't have money saved, you know, typical associate way. Like, we're not going to pay you anything, but we're going to promise you this beautiful bonus structure that you're never going to meet. Like. You're like, this is insane, <laughs> you know? So, and it just ended up when I had left um, somebody, I forget who, I think I had a friend that I went to chiropractic school with who worked for the joint locally. And he was like, well, they need coverage doctors, like, and they pay pretty well and da da da." So, and I had done a few coverage things and then they were like, well, we need a doc for this location. And honestly, like, I know some people have very mixed feelings about the joint since it's a franchise and all this stuff. But it was a great stepping stone opportunity for me in that position. Like I didn't have to take home the practice. I wasn't responsible for things, even though I ended up being this main doctor at one location for a couple months. Like I didn't have to take that practice stuff home with me. I wasn't responsible for it. I just had to show up and treat patients. And I'm good at that. Like I was like, okay. And because I was good at that, that when I was there, that location boomed and they had all kinds of patients because I finally was like, oh, nobody's dictating what I, how I can do things okay. And I've started to step into who I was to be as a chiropractor That's as well as I got to right there. Yeah. Right. It's like, I, and I,
0: I feel like it's so important for, for us to share these kinds of stories mm-hmm. because there is so much stigma about those first few years of practice and getting started. And like, when you're in one place and then you move to another place and just not finding the place that feels like your home, that you can really feel comfortable taking care of your patients the way that you want to, and that you're, you're respected and you're taken care of as well, whether that's in someone else's practice or in your own, all those steps along the way are just helping you to see like, this didn't work. I don't like this. This yeah. didn't work. And I don't want this. And we need to just stop feeling bad about any, any other stories that come up or anyone else's Um, opinions that they might have about those experiences. They're all just stepping stones to help you find what is aligned for you. What is an integrity for you in your practice?
1: And I think that's huge. is that like alignment and integrity and being comfortable because within knowing that and showing up there, because there's plenty of times that it took me a while to be like, okay, well, like I'm going to step outside of what other people might think, you know, like, because I mean, I have friends that are chiropractors and they were like, what, like, what do you mean? You don't want to practice anymore. And, and, and all of this stuff we're like now with our practice, like we're not a high volume practice and it works amazing for us. And we still get to help so many people. And guess what? We still pay our bills and we still make money. Like, but High volume wasn't for me. Like, I appreciate the time I spent in high volume. My adjusting skills are great. And I know that is because I spent time touching and adjusting a lot of people really fast, you know? So I know it helped that. And I don't discredit that. But like, that type of practice that we were like sold on, and what I feel like a lot of students are sold on coming out of school because those are the practices that make so much money. And that's how you're going to survive and help as many people. And I, I want to help as many people as I can with chiropractic too. Like I said, like, I love it and it's great, but that doesn't mean I have to see a thousand patients a week because for me, it's not going to work. I will not be a good doctor showing up in that way.
0: No, you know, what happens for me when I try to force myself into a high volume practice is like, I show up well for my patients, but what happens is that I don't show up well for myself and my family. Like I go home exhausted and drained and I don't have anything left to give them. So for some people, you know, like they can um they can see a lot of patients. And it works well for them. I just feel so strongly that for the people that that model doesn't work for, we need other options and we need other examples and solutions and and guidance that's available for those other ways as well, which is why you and I are here right now. Exactly. <laughs> so at some point you decided to start your online business. Yep. And you continued practicing. What does, what's your experience been like with starting an online business?
1: It was a lot of just getting out of my own way and doing it. It was just having like somebody there to just be like, just do it. And the person I had worked with was like really into like podcasting as well. He was into podcasting and did well with podcasting, but he talked about like all the different platforms you could use. But basically it was like, pick whichever one you feel most comfortable with. In the beginning, yeah. that was podcasting. That wasn't me showing up on lives. It was podcasting. I didn't know how to podcast. I literally just started and did it. Like, (laughs) it's just like, okay. And honestly, like I was amazed how many like listens and downloads I got over time. Like I haven't nurtured, like I have two podcasts now. And the one that I, that's like my baby that I've grown, I just haven't been able to like fully let go of yet, but I'll still get like over 500 downloads on those episodes. And I'm not really promoting it at this point, you know? So like I have episodes with over thousands of downloads, like I was like, this is really cool to be able to like reach this many people. And mm-hmm. I think podcasting is really easy. I mean, you can get like really nitty gritty into like editing and stuff, which I'm not really into. You can pay somebody to do that. You can learn it yourself. You cannot do it. Now I just don't do it. I just do short little ones on my phone. It uploads to the program I use and I send them out. Like <laughs> that's like- <laughs> simple. The simplest way I've ever heard to create a podcast. I
0: didn't even know that that was an option. I've been podcasting for six years Mm -hmm. now. Um, I feel like it is relatively simple, but I feel sometimes that my perspective on that comes from so much time spent doing it. And, and I worry that when people have the idea to start a podcast that they think that, it's going to be like they're just going to become famous because they have this podcast and it's not like that
1: oh, i mean that was i mean yes i got those numbers but like when i first started my podcast i made sure to bring on guests and that that meant you could co-collaborate and you could use their following to to grow your following you know so like i was interviewing guests like you were like i was putting that out there i was hashtagging it i was putting it in groups like i was talking about it like Um, even like locally, you know, within networking things, like where I am with what we do for practice. So like, I, yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't put it out and overnight, all of this stuff happened. Like you still have to grow it. You still have to nurture it just like anything else. When I
0: looked at your site where you have your programs listed, Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, this is really well done. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you something that I haven't mentioned to you before. And this might sound really funny, but I looked at the price points for your programs and I was like, Oh. Good job, <laughs> because <laughs> they're not cheap. They're, no, like your I'm price not. points are a bit higher. And I was just like, so excited to see that. Tell me more about like how you evolved into. Well, I'm assuming that you did evolve into yeah. like what you offer now, and and um and the price that you ask for, what you
1: offer. Yeah. When I first started, I was not doing menstrual coaching, like so. I think that's part of the journey too. It and yeah. the, and part of that is being for me more comfortable in that journey and allowing me to just evolve and grow. And, and that might change. Like I'm doing menstrual coaching right now, but in five years, it might not look the same and that's okay. So when I first started, I wasn't doing menstrual coaching. I was doing like fearless women, like empowerment type of things, you know, and, and that worked for me at the time. And that's what I resonated with. And, um, I knew it wasn't hundred percent on the mark, but it allowed me to start somewhere you know, and to get more comfortable doing these things and to offer and to show up and do like Facebook lives and grow groups and all of that. And then I had joined um, some different mentorship just like over the years. As like, one will work for a while. And then sometimes you maybe outgrow them or you want to go a different route. And I had switched. And one of the girls I work with now, um, she, she's local for me. So I remember showing up almost like a year ago, I think, cause I think it was around last St. Patrick's day and we were talking about it. And I was just like, I just like, I know like what I'm good at and what I really love, but I'm not really sure like how to take that into the online world. And like, she's just brilliant. So sometimes it's just really nice to have somebody else on your team that can help you see what maybe you can't see yet, you know? And she was just like, look, you love fitness. And that's your, because I was a personal trainer and have been active for years prior to chiropractic school. Like that, I love fitness and like the body. And then with the chiropractic school, and then I just love helping women and that's why we do it in our practice. That's why I'm still doing it now. And I was going through my own stuff with like my menstrual cycle and just tapping into that untapped power and really understanding that I'm a doctor. Like we didn't learn this really the stuff that I know and teach them. We did not even learn that in school. Like they didn't teach us that. So, um, just really going into that. And then I think what changed through 2020, you know, and I think maybe the pandemic had some to, I will have to credit it for a little bit of, It just gave me the space and time to really step into my own voice and being comfortable with that and speaking it with stop and with not thinking about anymore, like what's how somebody else going to take what I'm saying? Is it going to sit well with them? Are they going to like it? And I really just gave myself permission to stop doing that and to just be me and post it how I post it and how I talk to my patients when they're in the office and the reason they love me and what I'm passionate about. And I just haven't looked back since I finally gave myself permission to do that. And it's been great. And, you know, I didn't start charging what I'm charging now I've charged less, but sometimes when, when you're charging less, like I'm at a point too, that like my time is valuable. I still do practice, you know, and my goal is to not be in practice full-time. My goal is like to have this online business where that's most of my money. And then I can practice when I want to. And, and because all you things. want to not because yeah. you have to exactly. And yeah. so it's for me, still, like it's an energy exchange. Like, I don't, I was tired of having people who weren't really invested. I want people who were invested to actually changing. And that means charging a higher price point.
0: Yep. There's been programs that I've charged, um, you know, $2,000 for. And mm-hmm. that's like, even at that price point, I have found that people still don't always show up to do yeah. the work they need to do mm-hmm. because. Like I can create the program, but if they don't actually work through the program, they're not going to get the result that they want to get or that they signed up to get. So I found, yeah, even though like sometimes the price point seems higher, it's sometimes also still not enough to to keep Mm -hmm. the person accountable and motivated. Yeah, That's a piece of the puzzle too, is especially as you, um, you start to take the knowledge that you have in your head and put it into like an informational product. There's not as much handholding, but Mm -hmm. you can build that into your program in other ways. And the price point honestly is one of those ways.
1: And I think too, it depends on like your, who do you want to work with? You know? And for me, like a lot of my target people are more like professional, like working women who are struggling with like these menstrual cycle stuff. Like They have the money to pay me. And sometimes because they're like me, I'm not going to do a program if it's cheaper because I know I'm not going to actually do it. I just invested in some nutritional coaching with somebody, you know, and I mean, I paid over a grand for it. And if they had charged me like a hundred bucks a month, I probably wouldn't have done, I probably wouldn't have bought in and done it. It wouldn't have been enough for me to like really had like enough investment to change, you know? So I think it is a little bit about who you're trying to work with as well, of course, but Um, typically, and I've seen that, I mean, I've, like I said, I've worked with multiple people, like coaching wise across for like mentorship and stuff. And there is just this difference in a lower price point versus a higher price point on how people show up and do the work. And a lot of times there, if you're charging a lower price point, it seems like people don't actually won't even like log in and look at your course, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, like, That I mean, that you have the exchange of money, but I know for most of us, like we actually want to help you, right? So it doesn't help you to not ever log in and do anything.
0: Yep, yes. I can tell you that from four years of a membership program, the people that pay a lower fee for the membership program are often the ones that don't sign in. We can see that information, (laughs) And, um, and they don't actually do anything with the content, and then for me, I'm like, mm, I feel a little funny about taking your money every month when I know that you're not doing anything with this. Sometimes there are, there are people who they seem to like still have a, a transformation happen. Like they still mm-hmm. have a change happen that they wanted to have happen. And it's almost as if they learned it by osmosis or like just by being in the community itself, mm-hmm. which is- Great. But again, my ideal scenario is that someone really gets what they signed up for in the first place. And a part of that is like, you actually have to engage <laughs> and,
1: and be there and be present. Right. Well, it's like all things. And I think I heard somebody say one time, I thought it was like brilliant. Like if you want to change, like whatever situation you're in, which is why they're buying your programs, like you are helping fix this problem on some level for them. Like you have to like change your habits. You have to change your energy. Like you can't create something new from where you are right now. So that means you have to put it in and you have to do it. Right. right. So tell me, what would you want someone to know
0: who is a hands-on practitioner has an idea for an online course or program Mm -hmm. and just kind of keeps like going around in circles with the idea? What would you want them to know before they get started? Or maybe that would help them just to get started?
1: I think they just need to get started, especially now, like it's 2021. We all know what happened last year (laughs) and we're all in different states and different locations. So some of us got to stay open and practice. Some of us didn't, some of our practices slowed down, some Mm -hmm. were fine. Like, but I think it was really transparent with what happened that yes. And I know there's so many of us that love seeing patients and stuff like that, but we have so much more to offer than just hands-on work and our patients still need us. Yep. And I think that almost all of us have some other magical thing. Like we're really good at helping people with, and we're in this for the right reason. So essentially figuring out what you need to just do it, you know, do you need a mentor or coach to help you do it, to hold you accountable? Do you just need to do it? Do you need to know what platform to use? Like, what does that look like for you? You know, um, but to just do it because it's just nice to diversify income anymore. Right. And we have, I mean, so many people want to be online. They want, they, especially with your patients too, like they already know, love and trust you. So now if you offer something online that they can take advantage of, that's different than chiropractic, they're probably already going to buy in. And then they already know other people who are probably already going to buy in depending what it is that you're selling. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. And you know, sometimes people say like, I'm just not sure that someone will pay for a course. And I'm like, mm, actually, how many of your patients pay for Netflix? How many of them pay for an Amazon Prime membership? How many of them shop on Amazon?
1: <laughs> how if many it of them makes sense, their problem, they're go- they will pay for it. And yeah. I mean, they will. And you might think there's all these other solutions out there. Maybe there's already people who have solutions, but it doesn't mean they might want to, they probably want to buy from you because they resonate with you. There's other menstrual coaches out there. There's mm-hmm. other people out there doing what I'm doing. There are. Um, you know, and it is hard. Like I'm not going to lie and say like that imposter syndrome, like never comes up and stuff like that. I think it's a reality for all of us, no matter where your journey is, it never goes away fully, but they, there's a reason that like I'm me and people like that, you know, so I'm still going to offer it and do it because there's going to be people who connect with me. And then there's going to be people connect with this person over here and they're going to use this other person. And that's fine. There's plenty of people.
0: There's so many people
1: that have problems that need fixing, like without drugs and medication. Yes. We know the drugs and medication are hurting people like they do. And, and of course there's a time and place for certain things by all means, but it's not helping people thrive and, and really like be lifelike in life and really this vibrant human being that they can be. It's dampering that.
0: Yes. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said this, I don't know, uh, hundred times or more. There are seven and a half billion people on the planet currently. And all you need are about a thousand really happy customers to have a seven figure business. So that really puts things into perspective when you think like, oh, Madeline already does menstrual coaching and this person does something similar. And this person over here is doing something sort of similar to that too. And I would really love to do that, but they're already doing it. And I'm like, mm, but they're, they're doing that for like, a certain number of people. There are still people out there who need help with the same thing who are not getting it from those people, but they Mm -hmm. might want to from you. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So let's start to wrap up on this. What are, what are the things that you've learned along the way? Like what are the the hard lessons that you've learned as being an online business owner?
1: (laughs) Give yourself grace. (laughs) enjoy the process. It does not happen overnight. I'm still growing and evolving and learning so much. You learn so much in this space because and sometimes the space changes really fast too. Oh, Especially yeah. maybe you're really good at Instagram right now and you're knocking it out of the park and then they go and change their logarithm. And then you're like, well, man, nobody sees my stuff anymore. Like it's, it's, it's a world if you're like promoting on social media, that's always changing. So I think just being comfortable with that and growing, um, it's just taken me, time, I think, to really do that and to show up as myself in that process and to continue to do that. But, um, I'm trying to think what other hard lessons I've learned along the way. It's a balance really uh, like yeah. to show
0: up as yourself, but also to adapt to the changes in technology because they mm-hmm. do happen fast. And i was shared on, um, another episode recently that I hadn't adapted to changes in technology, uh, in social media specifically. And, mm-hmm. and I was starting to think like, what am I doing wrong? Why is what I used to do not working? And I thought it was me mm-hmm. <laughs> or like what I was talking about. And then I just realized it's actually because I haven't adapted to the new way that people consume content, which is not so much long form. It's like in really, really short form now. Yeah, it is.
1: It's like a goldfish retention span. <laughs> I know. I'm like, why yes. this is challenging? Yeah. Um, but other than that, I would say like, um, oh my goodness, I just had it. No, it was a good one. I was like, they need to know this one. It slipped out of my brain. Um, oh, I think too, when you're starting to do this, realizing it's okay to not do it all on your own. If there's something you're really good at and you enjoy doing it, great. If there's something you don't really enjoy doing, like you despise it, mm-hmm. hire somebody. Yeah. Hire someone to take care of it for you. That way you can take your energy that you need to, to be doing the stuff that you really are good at and want to do versus being bogged down by trying to do this, all this other stuff. Cause you're just trying to like, and I get it like pinch pennies or, or stuff like that, but there's just so many different ways that you can bring people in to help you. That doesn't have to be this huge cost, um, that can be really affordable and things like that. And sometimes just taking that off your plate to allow you to go back over here to do what you're really good at is worth it.
0: Yeah, definitely and we all are looking at other ways to grow income outside of our hands on care because of the t- like because of the glass ceiling related to the yeah. time that it takes yeah. to see people one person at a time or even three people at a time right depending on yeah. your practice style there's still a limit on how many people you can serve which means there's a limit on how much money you can make and if we want to really like live healthy lives, it takes time to take care of yourself. It takes time to do that. And it takes resources. And so we have to like think outside of the box and quite honestly, just let go of a lot of the things that we've been told from our mentors, mm-hmm. what worked for them doesn't necessarily work today.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. In- I mean, it's a completely different world than it was like 30, 20, whatever years ago, you know, it's not even the same saying it was like 10 years ago. Like, yeah. even when I started practice, like, which was only like, five years ago, like I was still out screening all the time. Like that's how we got people in the office. And I, and I was like, this is archaic. Like, are we really <laughs> still doing this? Like I have to like chase people through the grocery store and be like, do you want your spine screens? Oh, you don't know yeah. what that is. Just let me do it. Like, I was like, no, like now we have all kinds of Facebook ads. Like there's so much in the online world. So you don't have to go do necessarily that anymore. So it's already changed so much. Yeah. So I think being open to that, it changed, And it's okay to change with it and to grow with it.
0: As I always say, if screenings are working for you, then good for you. You're about one in 1,000 people in my audience, at least, who say that. And Mm -hmm. so if screenings are working for you, great. The other 999 people who don't love screenings or who don't find that they're effective need other options.
1: Yep. Definitely need other options. <laughs> 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 I need okay. other options. I, was like, I do not want to do another screening. <laughs> well,
0: Dr. Madeline, if someone would like to learn more about what you do, where is the best place for them to find you?
1: Either my website or Instagram. So um, my website is com okay. And then my Instagram is dr.madeline.com. And I have all kinds of, I have free content on there. I have some paid stuff, of course, as we've talked about and stuff, but I'm really open to like, I am the one that answers like all my messages and stuff. So if you just want to pop over and you were like, Hey, I really liked it. Or like, just say, you know, if you have a question or whatever, like you can totally ask me, I'm, I'm open to talking to you. So awesome. I know what it's like to be there, you know? And I think if anyone is in that space where they're thinking about it, I think just leap and do it. Like what, I mean, what's it going to hurt, you know, and it's only, I think going to actually make you a better doctor and be able to even serve more people in a way that resonates with you and that works better for your life. So everybody wins then. <laughs> Yep. You know what?
0: I'm just going to add this last note that's on my mind right now, since you've said just leap and do it. There are people that I have known for four years, five years, like since the first time we connected, they're like, yeah, I have this idea for an online business. And they still have the idea for an online business. Imagine that you had a, an income stream that was bringing you six figures or multiple six figures. And you could have started that four or five years ago. That's almost a million dollars of income that you've missed out on. Yeah. Just get started.
1: Go do it. We give you permission. Go.
0: Do you want to make more money without squeezing more patients or clients onto your schedule? If that's you, be sure to take my free class. In it, you'll learn how to bring leveraged income into your practice so you can work less, live more, and help more people than ever before. You can get signed up by going to drdanielleeaton.com and click free.